0: Hey y'all, I'm your host Jaquela Lynn, a.k.a. Coach Quay, the productivity coach and your motivational queen. And this is the Productive Mompreneur Show. This podcast is for mompreneurs who want tips to be more productive in their family life and their business. Because God so freely gave these tools to me, I will give you everything you need. Do you need motivation? And motivation. where should you go? Coach Quay. maybe you might need some stimulation, stimulation. who got that Coach Quay. coupled with some determination, determination. you already know Coach Quay. and given that supernatural inspiration, inspiration. oh yeah Coach Quay. hey y'all and welcome back to the productive mompreneur show i'm your host Jaquela land thank you for joining me again So last week we talked about all kinds of good stuff, but I wanted to emphasize the part about, you know, tapping into the subconscious and seeing a therapist. And some of those little things that I mentioned last week, I talked to some people and they were like, oh, you see a therapist. I'm like, yeah, it's important. And they're like, you tap into your self-conscious. And I'm like, yeah, that's important. (laughs) So And a lot of people were saying, well, that's a little close to the new agey stuff. You know, you're cutting it close as a Christian. And I was like, no, I'm not cutting it close. I'm just tapping into what's mine. And so I am excited to talk more about you know, really figuring out how to tap into the things that are yours and how to become the person you're created to be. And since I am not one who is like licensed to do that or somebody who has studied and researched this in depth, I thought it would be great to bring on a friend of mine to share some stuff with you all. Someone who I felt would be perfect at this um, topic. She is a licensed professional counselor and an empowerment coach. I met her, I think, through social media and through a um, an awards program that we both did. <laughs> the funny thing is, I'm, I almost didn't meet her because I thought this award thing was fake. And then <laughs> I'm glad I actually went because I had the opportunity to meet Marquita. And now you all get to meet her as well. So I'm going to bring Marquita on so she can introduce herself and tell you a little bit about her. And then we will get into this interview. Marquita? Hey, girl. Hey, thank you so much for having hey, me on your podcast. Thank you for coming. So tell the people a little bit about you. Who is Marquita? Oh, great question. <laughs> um, so I'm I always say I'm a child of God first. You know, I'm a Christian. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. Um, I am a business owner. I own a coaching and a counseling business. I, I'm a woman who loves to spread joy and loves to empower other people and motivate people. Um, and so those are some of the things that, that I am and some of the things that I do. Awesome. So you all know me and you know what I'm about. And so I bring people like me into my corner, you know, um, and she is very much a motivational person and an empowering woman. Like when she won we were actually nominated for the same, um, category. And when she won, I said, she so deserved that. Cause she is bomb. You know, <laughs> and me and my husband, <laughs> we were sitting there. Like, I was like, I really like her. <laughs> so when I say that she really is, you know, true to her word, a woman of God, a woman who just loves to empower and uplift people. That is so true. So I know you said you have kids, you're married. Tell me something unique about you. Let's see, something unique. I I think I'm a comedian. I think that's unique. (laughs) A a lot of people see me and they're like, oh, she's so poised and, you know, she's well put together and and they just don't assume that I have a sense of humor. But I love cracking jokes. I love making people laugh. So I think that's something unique about me. See, that's why we get along because I'm (laughs) always cracking jokes. I love to laugh. I love to have fun, you know. And, you know, people tell me like, you're so funny. I thought you were, you know, always straight to the point. And I'm like, no, I like to have fun. I like to laugh. Laughter brings joy and joy brings a longer life, you know? (laughs) You do. And that was one of the things I liked about you as well. You know, the feeling is mutual. When I first saw you on the award stage, I'm like, oh, I got to get to know her. (laughs) She she is amazing. (laughs) That's exactly how I felt. You know, my husband's like, yes, do it you know and so and we were new to Tampa and so I can honestly say that you are one of the people who I feel like I'm so grateful you know that we had an opportunity to meet and we're still connecting what two years later that was in yeah that was in 2019 and here we are two years later and we are still doing this so (laughs) so you're a licensed professional counselor right and I know that growing up if you even mentioned counselor in our house around our family and our community black people I'm talking about (laughs) it was like (laughs) yes you know they're like girl you must be crazy you got to see a counselor you got to see a therapist you know and so I didn't know anyone who was a therapist until I got older you know and I started seeing more of us in this area and then I had a need to just talk to somebody. I wanted to talk to someone non-biased and someone who, you know, would be able to help me overcome some things. And so it's always fun when we talk. I'm like, now is she counseling me or <laughs> or are we having a, a, a just a regular conversation? But I'm curious, how did you even come to the point where you wanted to be a counselor? Or were you wanting to help people in that capacity? Yeah, it, it's interesting because my story taps into some of the things you just shared. Um, so like growing up, I don't remember knowing anyone who was a mental health counselor, right? The only counselor I knew was our school counselor in high school. And so I, you know, anytime someone talked about mental health or needing to see someone for Depression or anxiety, it was like, oh, like you're right, like you're crazy. Yep. There was this label put on that person. So, um, so the short story is that I moved away from a small town in Louisiana. I'm from Hammond, Louisiana, went to Boulder, Colorado. So when I envisioned it, I was like, plucked out of this small, small city in Louisiana and put in Colorado, where the population was predominantly white. Um, there was a very small black population and I didn't feel like I could relate to the people, to the black people, you know? So here I am at the black student alliance meetings. I don't feel comfortable. Here I am at the African student alliance meetings. I don't feel comfortable. And the campus is mostly white. I just did not feel comfortable. So um, I was very homesick. I got depressed, was diagnosed with depression actually by my doctor and um, and anxiety at the time I was losing it. (laughs) You know, my grades were plummeting and I told my mom, I said, you know, my doctor suggested I see a therapist and, you know, this is where it taps into what you were saying. <laughs> you know, it was like, Mm-mm, no, baby, we just gonna pray. <laughs> <You know>? uh-huh. <laughs> we gonna pray about this. You know, I grew up with my dad as a pastor. So, you know, my family, we're praying family. So that we gonna cover you in prayer. Mm-hmm. And I kept praying and praying. And I was just, I just remember just crying and crying and nothing was getting better. And I felt that God was telling me you need to take the doctor up on that offer. You need to go see a therapist. So I did. Long story short, two months later, my mom started making comments about how much better I sounded. You seem so positive now. Um, and I started wondering, what was it about that interaction with that woman, with a white woman, right? Because I know I know Black people have that issue too. Like, oh, I can't talk to them. I especially can't talk to a therapist if they're not Black. They got to look like me. Well, right. guess what? My healing came through God through, he used a white woman to help heal me of my mental ailment. So, so that's my story. That's how I got into counseling. I wanted to help other people the way someone had once helped me that is so awesome you hit on some really good stuff too because i too grew up in the family where we went to church my dad is a pastor um you know we danced on the dance team we showed up at all you know at the prayer meetings and wednesday night bible studies and you know some of the extra stuff my grandmother was like we going to church today my godmother was like we going to church every day you know so <laughs> if you mentioned yeah she was one of them people like every day we there's a there's this at the church today and i'm like didn't we just go to church this morning you know and so (laughs) when my mom said i was going over there i was like oh i gotta go to church again (laughs) but like you if we mentioned anything about depression sadness losing it that's the first thing that you hear in christian families is that we're gonna just pray this thing away, but you said something so good. You said my healing came through someone else. And so Mm -hmm. I realized a lot of people feel like we can just pray and that's it. But the word says that faith without works is dead. And so Mm -hmm. you did pray. And then this lady was sent to you and this (laughs) option to get counseling was sent to you and you were able to receive your healing. But how do you, how do you feel about, you know, when it comes to counseling in the church, you know, cause I hear people say, I went to my pastor to get counseling. Do you, what, what do you think about that? Oh, girl, this is such a hot topic for me because <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing all these people, you know, I'm, I'm, I listen to a lot of radio shows right on YouTube. And so mm-hmm. people are saying, you know, you need to go to your pastor. People call in and say they're having issues with their husband or with their wife. It's, the first line of defense is go to your pastor. And my thing is there are, yes, there are some pastors who have degrees in counseling, right? Right. But my understanding is that that's an extra, (laughs) that's an extra (laughs) credential, right? And so if you go to seminary, that does not mean you are a licensed professional counselor or a licensed psychologist, right? So, um, so I, I do take issue with that because I think it's okay to go to your pastor for certain issues, but right. when we are talking about your mental health, when you are having breakdowns, and and when alcoholism is tearing through your family, you need to see a professional counselor, or Absolutely. you need to see a you know I'm saying, counselor or a, a psychologist. Because there's a mass, I'm a master's level clinician, and then the psychologists are doctorate level clinicians, exactly. right? So, so yeah, I, I really think that we ought to take a look at that in the church and really understand where to send people <laughs> and stop mm-hmm. just saying, go to your pastor, go talk to your deacon. We, we need to send people to the right in the right direction. Absolutely. I love that answer, you know, because I'm quick to say that is not my lane. <laughs> <laughs> that is not my lane. So I'm gonna send y'all in a different direction. You know, I've sent people to you before because I realized this is out of my depth. I can pray for you. I can give you some sound wisdom, but when it comes to like digging with some of the deeper things, I want to send you to a professional who's worked in this area, who can help you in a way that I can't. And so I know my lane <laughs> and I know when to tap out and say, you know what, let me tap my girl in. This is this is her expertise, you know, and so I'm grateful that, you know, you are open about it because there are some people I found out were counselors and they never told me I just happened to find out and I'm like you should be sharing this because I sent somebody I think to another counselor you know because you were licensed in our area and you know but I had to work really hard to find someone in another area because they didn't openly share it and you know I knew you were because when I see your page you're like hey if you guys need some free counseling come here if you need help come here you know and so I thank you for being you know open about it and letting people know it's okay I and I think we're doing better as a people you know going to see a therapist now you know and so I'm grateful for that so we talked about the importance of therapy you know as not going to the pastor all the time but coming to see someone who can speak to you and help you like the way someone helped you. I want to emphasize, you know, kind of a little bit more. um, Do you think that it's women or men, or is there any difference between who goes to see a counselor more or needs to see a counselor more? Like what's your take on that gender type of deal? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I can speak for my practice um, and what I hear about from other therapists that I consult with. Right. It, it seems that men go to therapy less. Um, And there's this, there's this stigma about men, you know, we have a stigma in the black community period, like, oh, you shouldn't go to therapy, you need to go to God, which is true. But like you said, faith without works is dead, right? So even when I was in therapy, I made my, I made my um, counselor aware that my faith was important. And so prayer was a part of that, right? So when we think about men in therapy, I have much less men. That seek therapy in my practice. Um, okay. And my understanding in general is that men do seek therapy less. And sometimes it's a um, it's an ego thing, sometimes it's a it's a strength thing. You know, in general, sometimes people think, oh, me coming to therapy is a weakness. And I work with people frequently to reframe that. No, I see it as a sign of strength that you reached out today, you know, that you, that you recognize that you needed help outside of yourself. And so um, I definitely, I don't have the statistics on me at, on hand right now, but I do think that men seek out therapy less. Okay. So you said something earlier about how, you know, you started seeing a the therapist and, you know, once you went back around your family, they said, oh, you're so much more positive and, you know, and all of this stuff. And so I recently, um, spent some time seeing the therapist and it was like a godsend because, you know, the pandemic hit. All my family was home and we had, <laughs> we had a whole different dynamic in our house. Now, you know, everybody wants to eat and I'm the chef. Everybody needs help and I'm the helper. Everybody got schoolwork and Zoom issues and this issue and that issue. And, you know, I'm the hairdresser. I'm the one who washed the clothes because daddy is actually working, you know? And so I was taking care of a lot and I was tired And I realized it was like taking a toll on my body. So not only was my mind tired, but it was starting to affect my body. And, you know, I'm all about health and wellness and getting your fitness together. And I was like, I don't even want to work out. Oh, that's not like you. (laughs) (laughs) I want to work out. (laughs) Right. So I didn't even want to work out. And I was just like, something is wrong. And so I did. I went to prayer first. And after prayer, I got a phone call from a random company saying that my insurance was offering free counseling. Would I like to take it up? Yes. And so, (laughs) yes. And I believe that God truly answered my prayer, you know, and I got this lady and it's so funny that you mentioned it because you can tell from her voice and her just different style of parenting. Some of the things we talked about I said, Oh, she ain't a sister. Um, You know, but they also sent me a behavioral coach. And she was, she was black and she would say stuff to me to sound just like me. She said, now, (laughs) let's just talk about this for a second. Do you really think that that was a good choice that you made right there? And I mean, like she would check me so hard, but I mean, (laughs) she was very bold, very bold, but it was exactly what I needed. You know, um, one of the first times I heard the Lord speak to me, it was like, in like a black mama's voice, like Jaquela, sit down and listen, you know, one of those type of (laughs) deals. And so the way this lady spoke to me on my one days that I spoke to her and then the other lady on the other days, it was so helpful. And one of the things they brought up was just sitting down, silencing yourself, meditating. And so last week, you know, we talked about meditation and relaxation. And when I mentioned to people that I meditate, um, they're like, whoa, I thought you were a Christian. <laughs> and I'm like, I am a Christian. And they're like, but you're meditating. And you, I saw you on Facebook doing those moves that look like yoga. You can't be a Christian doing yoga. and You can't be a Christian meditating. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. So there is a stigma that if you are a Christian, that you can't meditate and you can't, you know, tap into your subconscious, the person that you're created to be, you can't do yoga. I'm like, it's stretching. I'm not practicing as a yogi or anything. I am stretching my body out and helping my body to relax and stuff. And so I want to hear, because that's what my therapist recommended to me that I meditate and that I do some stretching, and some yoga, and stuff, I want to hear from another counselor's point of view, and a Christian, what's your take on meditation, and yoga, and Christianity, yeah, oh my goodness, first of all, can I say, I, you showed such strength by recognizing that you needed some help, and praying about it, and I'm glad that God (laughs) delivered you, And answered that prayer and sent you some free help, not just some help, but some free help. I know, because I was like, Lord, I don't want to snap on my husband. I love this man. I don't want to put these kids on punishment just because I'm tired, God. I need help. (laughs) And it was like- And we can all tell you love your husband too. (laughs) Yes. Yes, honey, I do. (laughs) But yes, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you got a counselor and a coach. I think that's a great combination. Um, And when I, you know, when you talk about meditation and yoga- Oh, I see it so often in my church. And I hear the comments when I talk to people um, saying, oh, you know, so-and-so is into yoga now, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I saw that. I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's a certified yoga instructor now, you know? And it's like, yeah, that's that's not good. And I'm like, what's not good? You know, like you said, it's stretching. So what's not good about stretching? What's not good about breathing and learning to be aware of our bodies and ourselves, right. these bodies that God created, right? So, so yeah. my take on it is that, and this is, this is my personal take, right? I believe that the, the practice of yoga and the practice of meditation is something that enhances my relationship with God. I wholeheartedly believe that. Absolutely. All right. And so I did a little research because we knew we were going to talk about this meditation topic, right? <laughs> right. And so med- med- the word meditation comes from the Latin word meditatum, which means to ponder, right? And so I was like, okay, well, let me get the, the dictionary version of to ponder, right? And it means to think about something carefully. And so as a Christian, I do practice meditation, right? Um, And no, I don't look like a a Buddhist when I'm practicing meditation. (laughs) I'm not worshiping any idols when I'm practicing meditation. I think a lot of people don't because they're so afraid of it. They don't even know what it is, right? Exactly. there's there's progressive relaxation involved with it where you tense up areas of your body and you release those areas because you're releasing the stressors of the day. You're releasing the stressors stressors that the devil, you know, the holes that he's trying to put on you, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I'm I am visualizing God. I am visualizing yeah. God healing my body. I am praying, you know, I am yeah. thinking about God to relax these areas of my body. Um, I do yoga less often. Um, you know, I have to be really tense to do some yoga, but when I do, same thing. I, I am pondering. I am carefully thinking about what God wants for me and what he wants for this temple that he has created. So I know that, you know, we may get a lot of pushback. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <with this topic. laughs> meditation and yoga and that's okay um just like with counseling you know I faced that in the church when I first said I want to be a part of the the health ministry team and talk about counseling I got pushback right and so it's okay because this is all about educating people about Mm -hmm. what it is and what it isn't and to me and my in my relationship with God God has approved meditation and yoga for me (laughs) and I mentioned that to people you know if the Lord convicted me on it then I would not do it but I teach a Pilates and yoga hybrid course and you know I'm not telling people like let's inhale the god of such and such like no i'm i don't even know how it goes because i don't practice (laughs) yoga like that and so i'm probably real wrong so if there's any yogis out here listening don't beat me don't stone me and don't give me no bad review i'm sorry that i'm not um educated but (laughs) my point is that for me just like you it's based on my relationship and what i noticed is that i was getting real tense I was getting stressed out. And the the practice of sitting down and like you said, pondering on something deeply, that's what I was doing. I was quieting myself so that I could hear that still small voice on the inside of me speaking to me because sometimes that's what God wants us to do, shut everything out so that we can hear only him and I feel like when I meditate I am tuned in to the Lord's frequency and his only and I know the voice of God and so it's important that if you're going to be meditating and doing yoga that you know the voice of God you know what to do and what not to do so I don't repeat and chant and all of that stuff I pray I breathe I'm aware of myself my surroundings and what it is that I want to see myself do and that has helped me to respond in like such a more positive way and a healthy way with my kids you know and so yeah I I like your I like that you dug in and got the definition and stuff because no one really knows like you said exactly what it is to meditate or
1: to do mm-hmm. yoga
0: people are afraid to even google it you know yeah And I love that you said, when you meditate, you're tuned into the frequency of God, like that really stood out to me and instantly, because I practice visualization often, right? Um, Instantly, when you said that, I thought about the last time I meditated when I was experiencing some anxiety last week and I was literally laying on the bed. And after the meditation was over, I just was crying. I was just like, God, I am in awe of you. And everything you are doing in my life, I felt so connected. And so when you said "tuned in" with the frequency of God, I thought, yeah, that's what that's where I was. That's the place I was in. I was so tuned into Him and His love for me and His desire for me to be whole and healthy and calm and peaceful, Mm -hmm. right? So I love that you said that. Yeah, that's so awesome because I'm like, you guys, it's okay to do things when you understand it and that's what it says and I feel like this is truly just the lack of knowledge that people have and again the word says the lack of knowledge for the lack of knowledge people perish my people shall perish however it go I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me but you know what scripture I'm talking about and I feel yeah. like that is a prime example here we have an opportunity to really tune in to God I'm like I'm telling y'all to meditate not levitate like get it right you know <laughs> I told somebody one time that I I meditate and she was like, you be sitting there floating up in the air and stuff. I was like, first of all, I'm gonna need you to get a dictionary and understand that I'm not telling you I'm in here doing seances and levitating. I said, meditate. I am silencing myself, putting myself in a space that I can truly just be quiet, be still and hear what it is that I need to hear and visualize my day. And I spend my mornings like that. You know, um, the first 24 minutes of my day is in silence and prayer and just kind of getting the word on the inside of me. And I'm visualizing what does God have for me today? I love Because that. I know his plans are for good <laughs> and for, well. a few, for a good future and a hope and success. And so I know that when I settle myself and listen, that God is going to tell me, this is what we're doing today. And, you know, I just, I, it breaks my heart that so many people automatically shun it because they feel like it's of the devil. Mm-hmm. They shun yoga because they feel like it's of the devil. And I said, what if I didn't tell you to do down dog, but I told you, put your hands on the floor and your feet on the floor and your butt in the air and stretch it all the way out. They said, now that's okay. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's a yoga move called down dog. And it's, yoga <laughs> move. and it's so much easier for me to say do down dog. Then for me to say, okay, now we're going to put our hands on the floor and our feet on the floor. And we're gonna st- like when you're in the middle of teaching a class, you ain't got time for all of that, you know? <laughs> so Um, but yeah, I'm so grateful that we're having this conversation because these are some of the things that I want people to be able to experience. Now, if you came out of a life where you were, you know, maybe practicing yoga as like the spiritual aspect of it, maybe you'll be convicted, you know, by doing yoga. Once you've given your life to Christ, just like I met people who, you know, they used to be alcoholics. Well, now that they're Christians, they don't touch alcohol because that's a conviction for them. And that's something that's going to trigger them. And I think that it's important that we know what our triggers are. We know, you know, when God is saying, no, that's not for you. And so um, another thing I wanted to ask you, so people are, you know, let's say they, they do come to a counselor and they find some information if they wanted to share it do you recommend they share it you know because a lot of people they talk to counselors they get better but their friends don't you know like sharing is caring i'm curious like how do you go about telling other people like hey share this with your friends you know is it as simple as that or what do you tell people to do So, do you mean like the transformation people get in counseling, and how much, how much like their improvement? Yeah. Encouraging other people. For me, I people notice my transformation. They notice that I was a lot less stressed um someone noticed that I drank a lot less wine um there were just things that were very noticeable after I started talking with my counselor and so when they asked me I was open I'm like girl I've seen a therapist like (laughs) but when I mentioned to some other people they said oh I saw a therapist a few times but I never told anybody you know I didn't want anybody all up in my business you know and I think like How do we address that to tell people like, it's okay to share that like you had a transformation, you should want to share that. So do you have any advice to tell other people how to share it without making themselves feel bad or, you know, any of those things. Yeah. I think, I think it's such a personal decision to share whether or not someone's in therapy. Um, when I first started, you know, guest appearing on podcasts and I was mentioning that I had been in therapy before and that I still seek out therapy, even as a therapist (laughs) when I need it. Um, you know, some people in my family were like, I don't know if you should be sharing that with people, you know, (laughs) again, black community, right? Like, um, what, what are people going to think? You're a, you're a therapist, you're helping people. And, and for me, I reframe everything. Well, I hope they would think wow, that's, the, that's a therapist I want to go to because she's willing yeah. to acknowledge when she herself needs help, right? Yep. So it's a very personal decision. Some people are more comfortable and some people aren't. I would say for those who are concerned about whether or not they should share it, um, maybe think about sharing it in an empowering way. You know, right. sometimes when people share that they've been in therapy, it's like, oh, yeah, I was a hot mess. And, you know, I, was, <laughs> I started drinking and I couldn't tell the church. And it's so secretive, right? But, right. but what if, let's, let's ponder, let's think about something carefully, right? Like, let's <laughs> ponder on the idea of sharing that we're in therapy from a place of empowerment and saying, hey, girl, you know, I, I just wanted to share with you that I have been seeing a counselor. And it has made the world of a difference in my life. And um, this counselor has been helping me even grow in my faith, you know, in my walk with Christ, because my mind is less, less cloudy now. And so I feel so connected to God and I'm, I'm working on myself and I'm working on things. And, and so to me, that's an empowering way to share that one is in therapy versus the approach of downing oneself, you know, like I've been struggling so hard and, you know, the devil has had a hold on me and maybe he has, you know, but it just, you can share it in an empowering way. So I hope that answers the question. I think it's it just for everyone. It does. And I just wanted to let people know that it's okay to share and it's okay to not share. You know, if you feel like it's gonna make you look bad, then maybe you don't want to say anything. But y'all heard it from the empowerment coach herself. Like you <laughs> <laughs> you can you share it. it in an empowering way. Let people know like hey yeah I went through some crap. But I'm stronger now, I'm better now, I'm wiser now, my mind is clearer now. At least those are my experiences, you know. And so I want other people to experience that as well. Like, I don't want to be the only person around here living a healthy whole life, super productive, doing all the things that I put on my to-do list, and everyone else is around here, you know, living in chaos and stressed out. Like I want us all to live good. And the people That's in my circle, point. yeah. The and the people in my circle, I'm like, hey. If if one of us is up, all of us need to be up. So I'm like passing out numbers, like, "Hey, y'all, this we talked to." (laughs) And they called me, and I was like, "Yeah, this is taking me down. So I'm gonna send you to someone who works with this on a on a you know on a professional level. I'll holler at you when we're both up, you know. And it's not saying that I don't want to talk to you and help you, but I want to make sure that you're getting help you need and that I'm protecting my space and my peace as well. So yeah, this is all so good. Um, Do you have anything else about therapy or, you know, meditation or anything that you want to share? Yeah, you know, I'll say one more thing, just to kind of piggyback on what you were just saying about therapy. You know, sometimes I've been getting a lot of people reaching out naturally right with everything that's going on in the world about therapy so people are saying hey can I refer people to you are you accepting new clients or um or hey there's someone in my family that needs some support where would you where would you direct me and I've even gotten a question of people who work in organizations where they say hey I manage this person or I work alongside this person and this person seems depressed and I don't really know how to address it so people have been reaching out to get get some advice about how, how to even broach that subject right Right, And when I, when I think about bringing that subject up with someone, I think about, I have all this knowledge about therapy and and counseling and and the subconscious mind, like you talked about, right. And, and how to empower people. And I don't want to be stingy with that knowledge. I don't want to hold that back. And so when we think about, when I see someone struggling it would be crazy of me to hold that back right so i have to come and approach that person in a loving way and and address what i see like hey you seem down lately you know you seem concerned you know and just really come out of a place of of curiosity and and Mm -hmm. care and concern um and then find a loving way to say have you ever talked to someone you know Have, have you ever thought about speaking to someone? And what helps people is saying, I have, you know, right. I, I currently am, or I have in the past and it made the world of a difference to me. I just wanted to mention that, you know, instead of what we see in the movies, like, oh, you need therapy. We're automatically right. doing an intervention, you know, <laughs> I'm from a place of love, right? So, yeah. so that's an easy way to share that, that you're in counseling if you want to, right? Because again, it's a personal decision, but think about what happens to that person if you don't share, I think. Right that's one thing I want to leave people with. When we, when we hold back from um, listening to the voice of God, when he's saying he's, you know, he's nudging us to share, share yeah. that. And let's not ignore that because someone right. could get their healing and ultimately get closer to God and closer to their family. As a result of you, just one person saying, I saw a therapist and it helped me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that, that's my final piece of it, of advice. That's really good. And I love what you said. You said, I can't be stingy with this knowledge. And I always tell people that in order for God to continue giving us downloads and new knowledge, We got to put out some of the stuff that we know and that we are holding on to. And so I thank you for always putting out good stuff, good tips for people, you know. And so just so other people can get your good tips, where can they find you? And then I'll also put all her information in the show notes afterwards. But tell people where they can find you. Well, thank you. Um, so you can find me on www.marquita.myrick.com. I am also active on Facebook and Instagram at Marquita Myrick LPC. Awesome! And so, y'all, if you need to speak with somebody, if you have a question, if you need guidance, I'm telling y'all, I am not the one. <laughs> so I am <laughs> sending. <laughs> I'm just being honest here. I'm sending you to Marquita. If you need help getting your body in shape, I got you. If you need help getting your calendar organized and getting some stuff done and being a productive, amazing woman and create some stuff outside of a baby, I got you. But if you need help with your mental wellness, someone who is going to listen, direct you in a way that you will truly be able to change your ways, your behaviors, your thought process, you need to speak with someone who understands that. So I'm excited. This is going to be good. I, I pray that this helps some people. You know, I know that just Having you here has helped me already just having this conversation, you know, and so I make sure that I'm a little more um calm when I tell people that they need a therapist. (laughs) I will start with the fact that hey, I understand what you're going through. I too needed somebody to talk to, and I did I did that. So um, this is so good. Um, I am grateful for you. I'm grateful that you came on here and share this knowledge. I hope that. You get a flood of people reaching out to you. (laughs) Um, Thank you. I'm grateful for you. And I'm grateful for your friendship too. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. So I thank you all for listening again. This is Jaquela Lynn, your productivity coach. And this is the Productive Mompreneur Show. I will see you all next week. Now go and do something productive. Hey, thanks for listening to the Productive Mompreneur Show. If you enjoyed today's episode and found value in it, it would mean a lot to me if you share your biggest takeaway in your Instagram stories and tag at Lynn. That'll help me help you through these podcast episodes. And while we're helping people, you can take one minute to rate, review, subscribe, and share with other people who you think might enjoy this. To learn how to work with me directly or get access to my tips, freebies and trainings, be sure to head over to JaquaylaLynn.com. Put slash community if you want to join my Facebook community. I'm Jaquayla Lynn. Thanks for adding me to your to-do list. Now go do something productive. You already know. Go play.